and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the autograph for your podcast. My name is AJ Kearns, and I'm your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world who help bring some of our favorite beers and breweries to life. This week is another edition in our international series, and we're really excited. We're huge fans of Omnipolio. Uh, we've had Carl Grandin on almost 100 episodes ago, and now for a ho- episode 137, which is just crazy to think about, we have Mr. Tobias Lund, uh, who's checking in with us today from Stockholm, Sweden. We actually, when you look at the, the stats, I don't know if we have a fan base in Sweden, but we definitely have a, uh, a steady, uh, pun intended, stream of subscribers and listeners from Sweden. So uh, we're bringing you another one. We look forward to you know steady diet of uh, international artists as much as we can. I'd say in the next week to 10 days, we'll be announcing season 13. And we have another great, great cast of folks who uh, we've convinced, conned, roped into, guilted into uh, being a part of the adventure. But this week, follow along with uh, Tobias. Uh, his website is Tobias Lund, T-O-B-I-A-S. L-U-N-D dot com, which I think you will very much enjoy. I think you'll um, see a lot of his work. It's kind of different than what you'll see on his Instagram, which is Svinlen, S-V-I-N-L-E-M. And I apologize for my uh, butchering of my Swedish. Uh, It's a work in progress when we go visit. But this is a good episode because one of the things that uh, we connect on is music. Uh, I would definitely say that you know his love of music while we have different styles and appreciations i think we share a lot of the same wavelengths our open-mindedness to, to things and experiment experiments and experiences um i do really love the fact he just seems to be constantly creating whether you know it's life as a, as a new father art design uh, music and just uh you know being one with uh, mother nature out there out there in the forest which is his happy place so it's a, it's a good episode, and uh, we really want to celebrate him, his adventures, the fact that he's another great example of uh, someone having a dream job that they love and are just really proud of, and it's just uh, it's something that we should be celebrating. So we're really lucky. We're lucky that you're listening here to the 16-ounce canvas, 16ozcanvas.com, 16ozcanvas on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And that through these adventures, it allows us to, you know, bring everybody together. Uh, I also think it's only fitting, you know, given, uh, uh, you know, like I said, our, our love of Omni and what they're doing. You know, the one of our most popular episodes uh, with Carl is also the 12% Beer Project, you know, launching their new uh, brewery, you know, in Taproom right here in Connecticut, in North Haven, Connecticut, 12.%.beer.project uh, for more information about that. A lot of great stuff. I uh, had the opportunity of you know visiting today, seeing the work that they're doing. Uh, we got a tour last week, and there's just um, there's some new kids on the block. There's some old faces. There's some you know staples, and it's just going to be another way for them to increase distribution, try new things, get more beer out there in Connecticut, be a part of more events. There's already you know they've already had their second can release scheduled for this weekend. Uh, shout out to Marlow Ales, one of the, the newest up-and-coming breweries in Connecticut. Uh, Zach Ross is the, the head brewer there. That's his baby. 
He comes from uh, Kent Falls pedigree. He's also worked at the Answer as well as Aslan, and he's just uh, he saw the earth. So uh, Marlo, M A R L O W E Ales on Instagram. You can find more information about him, what he's doing. It is it is fresh as, as the beers are, low ABV, delicious, well balanced. Um, the first one's called Easy to Share. Got a little preview. Folks have been loving it, so check it out. Check out twelve percent, and let's just check out episode one hundred and thirty-seven. Tobias Lund, right here on the sixteen ounce canvas, international edition. Let's do it. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the sixteen ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Very excited to have with us today, checking in from Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, we have with us Tobias Lund. Uh, you can find him on Instagram at Svinlem, S-V-I-N-L-E-M. And then uh, since your website's also Tobias Lund, we'll spell it out for you, T-O-B-I-A-S-L-U-N-D.com. Thanks so much for uh, for joining us today, Tobias. I really I really appreciate you uh, making the time, especially given the the time zone differences. Oh, thank you for having me. How did I? How did I? Did I butcher it? How, how was my Swedish there? I, I tried really hard to, to get that good. That was good. That's good. All right, <laughs> pass. We'll take we'll take a D. D is a D is a pass. But um, yeah, we came to learn yeah. of uh, came to learn of you through your work. You know, you're a graphic designer, spirit animal, part of the team over at uh, On the Polio. You know, we were just uh, going back in the archives recently and looking at our one of our early episodes, almost two years ago now, with with Carl, and just really excited. You know, uh, to to be able to kind of uh, Learn more about you and your story. Your uh, your father, traveler, uh, musician, artist, kind of all over the place. So, in, in the yeah. kindest possible words, and so we just really, uh, yeah, we're really just excited to be able to uh, to learn more about you and kind of uh, see where we go today. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you. All right, he said that you heard that here, folks. He's excited. Um, so, so. Tobias, let's kind of uh, let's take back. Let's kind of uh, this is where you probably do the most amount of talking, and then we'll just, I'll ask you a lot of questions. But what's kind of your you know your your story or you know, how you describe yourself? I, like I said, if you you follow along with your journey, you can see that you're really uh, into you know multi different um, you know passions. You know, definitely uh, different uh, tools and things you're using to to create, and you just seems like you're you're always kind of thinking of ways to express yourself and, you know, different creations. So it's uh it's a fun follow and experience to, you know, from 30,000 feet to, to follow along with your journey. Oh, um, I'm glad to hear. Um, well, I'm, uh, I would say that I'm from the beginning, I'm mostly like a musician artist. And that's how I also got into uh, art and design just by, you know, playing in teenage bands and making posters and, like, punk bands and skateboards. That's kind of where I got into the drawing. Um, and uh, I've always, like, been maybe more on the art side than the design side. Uh, and I used to, before I started working with Omnipoyo, I... I worked as a freelance graphic designer <clears throat> uh, and I kind of knew Hamlet and Carl a bit through home brewing. Uh, so I, I also, I, not that much anymore, but I used to brew, brew beer. So that's kind of how we met. And 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I, li- I like to make music and draw. Maybe listen to the music while I draw. <laughs> yeah, well, those are a couple of the questions. So, yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we, uh, in coordinating it, you know, Tobias just wrote us back and said, yeah, whenever you, whenever you call is good, I'm here creating some, I'm making some techno music. So we definitely want to uh, hear some of that later. But I really have recently been uh, drawn to kind of uh, the oil. Um, it's like, uh, it reminds me, I really like the uh, the Grateful Dead and the, the the acid test and the experimentation of their music, but kind of early on, just kind of you know when the, when you couldn't use computer programs, you had to use just like different oils and you know how they how they separated from each other and just made these like really kind of it was, it was live art in a way because it was really and the, you know nothing really sat you know on top of the projector and just would move around and create this fluidity. So I and I know you've been really dabbling in that or at least sharing it more recently, and so I really have. Uh, it's kind of uh, it's yeah, been, it's been fun. Yeah, like the liquid light. Uh, yeah, sixties or psychedelic projections. Yeah, I really got into that. Like, maybe maybe like just a year ago or something. I I always liked it, but I kind of never knew how to do it. Um, and then I decided to get into it, and it kind of synced up good with on the pollo. Uh, so. Now, recently, we went to a beer festival in Manchester, the Indemand Beer Con. And then I I was like, all day, every day, I was doing uh, live uh, oil projections in the in the room we had served beer in. It was really fun. Uh, yeah. yeah, what are I've the... I've been doing some like, visuals for shows and stuff yeah. before, but then more, more like computer stuff and... Uh, it really speaks to me more to work with the with the analog materials and the, like the organic fluidity and the chaos that comes with oils and stuff. Yeah, I really like it because, like you're saying, right? Yeah, the chaos and, and it's just kind of like a coexistence amongst the paints that they work together, but they're all they're kind of fighting each other for for space and put, by doing that, like pushing each other around. And you're saying like the live art. I don't know. I was always. Like I said, watching the old videos and just to see, you know, how they were recording it and how they were, I don't know, ma- making it like in the moment. And so I, I was always, I was always drawn by, by, by that. I mean, obviously you can do that now with computers a lot easier, but I just think there's just something beautiful about, you know, the, the imperfective, you know, imperfections and the, and the rawness of, of what that is. And it's such a, it's a really cool art form that, that the fact you're doing analog is just, it's a great kind of, uh, it just shows your appreciation for the craft. Yeah, I completely agree. It's and it's so much more fun. It's you know, it's it's fun to dabble in uh, computer graphics, uh, like visuals that way as well. But there's there's much more of a like transport <laughs> to from a finished product from like start to a finished product instead of just like vibing on something and feeling it out. It speaks to me much more. I'm not that much for sketching out things. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think yeah, easy. yeah, I can see. Yeah, you, you like I said from from my uh, from what I've I've seen, it seems like you're very like in the moment and the the, the I don't know. It's kind of the very uh, being openness to like the mistakes or you know the flubs in, in with a live take is is really really cool. That's why I really, I'm not really big into you know, improv improvisational music where it's just kind of the idea that it's. You know, it's not scripted, and it, it, sometimes it, when it works, it really works, and sometimes it can, you know, it can fail. But you know, I think just taking that chance in public is really cool. Yeah, and with music as well, that's 
like I play in several bands and maybe the most the most fun is maybe the like improv stuff and jam jam bands yeah especially if, if you don't record it so so nobody hears it like you had you had to be there mm-hmm. I like that vibe yeah uh, I uh yeah it's, yeah I'm big like I said the Grateful Dead but uh, Fish is probably my favorite and so like they just you know they, they don't even majority of the time they don't even write a set list they just kind of call it out on the fly based on where they're going and so I, I just yeah I really like that yeah me too and it's cool. They, they, they're smart. I mean, they record it, and then sometimes they'll make songs. They'll be like, wow, that section we did the other night was, you know, the way they played, you know, the bass was with the, you know, the organ. And they'll, they'll, they'll like, it's kind of funny. They'll reverse engineer songs sometimes out of, like, some great jams that they had. So I, I like that, too, that that new music, which is kind of, the irony of it, the, the structure is coming from something that wasn't planned. Yeah, yeah. And I like the combination of, like, Having one band that is like really technical and written, uh, and uh, but also doing like a lot of jamming together. One of the bands that I played uh, the longest with, we we not that much anymore since like two of us have gotten kids, got kids now. But we used to like rehearse, re- like maybe six hours a week or something, and uh, do a lot of jamming and still do very kind of complicated psychedelic sludge metal or something uh, and then the then you can get really good good jams together mm-hmm. you're really tight right because then you it's yeah. so you're so tight that you you can hear the where someone's trying to take you, you you're like listening to them because you're yeah it's really cool that when you when you step back and can look at it that way i'm not very yeah, or maybe even more like you don't even really know what's happening uh all of a sudden you're like listening to yourself and like I don't know who's doing this, but it's uh, <laughs> it sounds really good. Yeah, it's like you know, an, yeah, it's like an out of body experience. When you kind of enter the yeah. same uh, like yeah. flow state or hive yeah. mind. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, because it's great because you're saying. I like, think that's why why music speaks to me so much. I yeah, uh, I agree. I feel like yeah, I would definitely enjoy uh, seeing some shows together. Now, what do you what do you play? Do you play the same instruments in each band, or do you try to? Are you do you vary? What, what do you no. play? Yeah, it, it varies. Uh, from the beginning, I played the guitar. So when I was a teenager, I listened to only Nirvana. <laughs> and that kind of got me into Sonic Youth and Melvins, and uh, then everything went turned weir- weirder. So nowadays, I play bass and sing and scream. And I do a lot of like abstract electronics, like short-circuited electronics and... Uh, Starting started doing some techno a couple of years ago when I moved. I lived in Berlin for a while, so then I didn't have my band. So then I got into techno because I was alone. Right. Yeah. Pretty much. So. So. Yeah. A okay. little bit of everything. So that leads to the next question: with your art and your your creation, your designs. I mean, I think that you do every like you're all. How would you describe your your designs or your, what, you know, what are you, what are your tools that you're using? Cause it seems like your, your mediums are just whatever kind of uh, speaks to you at that moment, which I really like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mostly, like, mostly drawing, uh, like just drawing without, without any plan, just from, from my head. It's kind of what I enjoy the most. I try to get better at, doing some sketches, but I think it's really boring. 
to draw something two times, <laughs> but I know that it's kind of good for the end product sometimes. Uh, nowadays, I, uh, since I don't, I don't have a studio anymore, uh, I used to have a studio, then I did more oil paintings and things like that. Now, since I do more art at home, it's more like ink and uh, watercolors and stuff that's easy to use at home. Yeah, yeah. Pretty yeah, soon, you're, more, you're pretty soon with the, with the little one, you're gonna have paint everywhere. It's gonna be. I think that you're. I think you're gonna love that more than your more than your child. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, we, uh, I, yeah, we have a we have a lot of fun painting together. So. Right now, she just wants me to draw sad smileys. That's her thing now. Oh, which is funny because on the polio is the the happy smiley. So it's kind of yeah. It's yeah. like it's it's like a spinoff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, every time she sees a smiley, she's like, "Oh, Kalle." Uh, <laughs> so she related to uh, Omnipoya. Well, there you go. The branding is working, right? There we go. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But right, that is like we were saying before we started recording. Like that to me was one of the most exciting things that just sometimes in our day to day you get, you know, just kind of bogged down with nonsense, and then just the the purity of the eyes of a child. I think it just it really makes things a lot a lot just more enjoyable. You know, I think you slow down a little bit more and you realize things you take for granted and it's a it's a really a wonderful thing that when I speak to the artists, you know, I can't I'm not I can't create, but I can vi- mumble and try to, you know, verbalize how I feel, but it's just really nice to see you can you can kind of see different directions that artists have gone once they've had kids and so it's really cool. I'm excited. Yeah, and you get such a like direct the reply on everything, uh, you know, like you're you're having a mirror version of yourself that yeah, no, really shows, yeah, no shows filter. You everything, yeah, everything no, good and everything bad. Yeah, no filter. It's like nope, like what? No, yeah, they don't. Have, it's like an instant, like thumbs up, thumbs down. It's like yeah, okay. Yeah, and also if you're if you're getting annoyed with something like what were you doing that and they're like oh I probably did that myself a couple of days ago and. She just does it as I do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's it's, it's a good reality check. <laughs> yeah. Well, excellent. Now, what's your what is your daughter's name? Uh, Lila. Lila. So it's a uh, like purple in Swedish. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Now you yeah. said you were in Berlin before. Where where were you? Where where did the Tobias story start? Were you did you coming back home to Sweden or were you? Is that where you live now? Yeah. No, uh, I'm I'm from Stockholm. Okay. And uh, I, I kind of tried to leave Stockholm a couple of times, but I went back because of my band. Pretty much, I think every time. So I I was in San Francisco for for a while and in Berlin for a while. Uh, but now now I feel more at home in Stockholm than I ever did, uh, and I. A big part of it is like having a having a job that I really like here. Uh, I used to be, as I said earlier, I used to be a freelance designer, and this was kind of the the only job that I could imagine having, except being a freelance designer was if Omnipoyo needed help, like like needed another designer. So yeah, that was a really <laughs> really luck, lucky shot. So. But yeah, I started started out in Stockholm. Uh, been here 
most of my life and uh, went for went to San Francisco for a while back to Stockholm and to Berlin for a while yeah, yeah. I'm back here yeah I, well, I think yeah not to say that you're old but like I think as you get older you get to you realize you have appreciation for things like that and you, know, you kind of you had to, you probably had to leave the to come back you know you you probably your story would not be the same if you were hadn't decided to kind of uh take your stuff i mean going to san francisco that's a yeah i love san francisco so i could see why that would be such an enticing place to be but uh yeah yeah home is always coming back makes sense yeah and i think the best thing is just being in the forest in sweden that's that's like my perfect place yeah you're uh, you're always foraging right for uh for mushrooms and what have you so yeah it's kind of cool to see that so my wife is a big uh yeah, she's a big horticulture fan, and she's taken a few classes on on mushrooming. And we've had a, we've had a, we've had a few guests. It's a weird. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a common thing, but we definitely have had a few different artists who, I mean, find their happy place out there, you know, picking and foraging, which is cool to see. Yeah, uh, there's you know there's I always felt really like drawn to the forest and kind of felt like uh, I was from the forest. <laughs> Yeah, and so yeah, it it speaks to me. I feel really safe and at home every time I like enter a old forest. Ah, the photo, yeah, the photos you post are beautiful, and I definitely could see. Yeah, we that's one of the more and more I keep sharing with my wife. I'm like, we have to go visit. We have to go visit. So yeah, yeah, and and also trying to learn more about foraging and you know, there's so many things you can. You can find and eat and use. So, yeah, I think the sustainability and the appreciation for it is yeah, I, things that, like I was saying you know, earlier, you just probably walk over you know years ago. You didn't realize that was something. And now you look at that, and that could, you know, be a feast, which is really really interesting to see. You know. Yeah. Where uh, Where are you based? Uh, I'm in Connecticut, so it's uh, it's right we're, okay. yeah right near. Um, yeah, right near uh, New York, between New York and yeah, like uh, New Haven, Connecticut's uh, probably the biggest city. I don't know if you've, okay, yeah. yeah, I don't know if you'd been here when uh, have come to visit with some of the on the polio no, like twelve percent stuff. But yeah, they're doing some cool stuff. Yeah, I'm, I I see New Haven a lot of times on my computer screen, but I haven't been there myself. Yeah, it's a big. Uh, yeah, Connecticut's a weird. I'm from Philadelphia originally, which is, is more of a historical city and has a little more character. Um, but I mean, I do enjoy Connecticut, and people get annoyed when I say stuff like that. But um, yeah, Connecticut, New Haven is. If you're a pizza fan, I mean, I know you guys have your have your pizza place, which I've heard is actually from Americans who visited said it's really good pizza, which is a, a big compliment. But uh, yeah, New Haven's like world famous for their pizza, which is a weird thing to be. Yeah, but it's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm, I hope I will go to uh, Connecticut sometime. I've been to New York a couple of times, but never Connecticut. Well, yeah, if you if you come, I would be glad to uh, take you around. I know that uh, the 12% brewery has just opened up, or is opening up in coming weeks, and I you know I got a tour of that recently, and it's it's wonderful. And I know they're so that would be a nice. good good excuse to come come check out the facilities. Get weird. Yeah, it would be cool. So, you, you used to be a home brewer, and that's how you met Hanok and Carl. Is it, so that's kind of how. So it was, they. Yeah, yeah, but I think maybe like 
eight years ago or something, uh, me and my brother did a lot of homebrewing, uh, did a lot of weird stuff. And we were, we were kind of like treating it, since we came from the new, like punk scene, we treated all our beers like demo tapes and just went around hand, handing it out to people that we thought should drink it. And we kind of started getting a lot of attention for it, I guess, or, or lots, you know, like people started uh, knowing about it, even though like nobody had tried it. <laughs> uh, so one day I got a, uh, email from Hammock and I was like, yeah, we should, we should do a homebrew together. So we kind of hooked up and made a beer and became friends. Uh, and then like me and Carl also like, you know, we kind of started like meeting each other in places, you know, kind of listening to similar music or going to similar parties and always had a good, good vibe going. Uh, so, yeah, and uh, so we kind of became friends over the years. Uh, and uh, as I said, this is this is pretty much my first like real job, except <laughs> working for myself. It's a pretty good first real job, man. <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, no, it's my, it's my dream job. <laughs> so I I got back from uh, Berlin in the end of 2016, and it was kind of gonna go back to living in Stockholm and doing freelance work uh, and I think I think it was the same week that like my girlfriend got the message that she was pregnant and my grandfather died and then I saw that Omnipoy needed a graphic designer and the day after I kind of like got an apartment in Stockholm so <laughs> everything just went it came really fast from getting back to nothing in Stockholm to getting back to uh, yeah my my dream job and a nice place to live and and a baby. Yeah, man. What? Well, yeah. What's next? We'll follow. That's why. Well, yeah, that's a pretty intense. Uh, that's a pretty intense week of life. That's like a that's like a year's worth of life right there in, in a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah, but, but it was good because you know it sounds kind of. I wasn't super stoked to go go back to Stockholm uh, from like being away and uh, being in Berlin for like half a year and so yeah that felt good so and now it's it still feels sometimes feels really weird to just have a job that that I you know love going to that's <laughs> it's a first for me. Well, yeah, um, it's like, I don't know when it, there's that, I, I don't know the saying, it's something like, if you love your, is a job, like, does it really work? You, that's how it goes. But you know what I'm saying? Like, if you love what you're doing and it doesn't feel like work and you can just tell that, you know, it's like I said, that's a good, it's a good first job. My first job was not, not as cool. So you, you definitely, uh, you, you I, I had a lot of, I had, I had lots of weird and bad jobs, but like, you know, a proper place where you go every day. Yeah. Oh, I had, oh yeah, I had a proper go to the place every day and it was it was awful. So we're so I'm happy for you. I, I'm not I'm I'm partly jealous but Thank very you. yeah, very happy for you. Now what was the so what was the first label you did as a you know, as you know, as dream job, as your you know, you said you'd work with them in the past for, you know, helping with freelance here and there, but what was your first kind of uh 
label that you did as, you know, as a, I guess, a staff member? Um, it was the beer Lila. That's named after my daughter. Uh, brewed in uh, uh, East Coast US, I think oversourced or something. Um, so, yeah. And most of, most of our labels are Carl's illustrations, and uh, I work with all of them. But yeah, that was the first one that I that I made everything on. That is based on my illustrations. Yeah, and I like I know that one, so that was good. I was I was uh, you have a, a distinct distinct style, so it's uh, it's really cool to see. And we are back. You're listening to episode 137. Tobias Lund, Omnipolio, 16-ounce canvas. What do you think, folks? Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I mean, obviously, I'm a little biased, but uh, I just enjoy his love of music, his love of experiences, the fact that, you know, that his travels have brought him back home. It's kind of a, a rebirth and, you know, a new... A experience for him, obviously, the joys of fatherhood and doing something you love. Going out into the the woods and getting a little getting a little weird with nature, getting one, you know, using that to be creative and letting loose with you know live art and just kind of his whole you know not liking um, while well, realizing it, you know, not liking to do you know sketches or variations of, of the same drawing, you know, and, and things that, you know, bring him boredom. I think that the the excitement of just being in the moment, even, you know, talking about live music and creating and the idea of not recording and, you know, who knows, you know, if it happened, you know, it's a, the tree falls in the forest, right? You know, if a band improvises and no one records it, did it ever happen? Yeah, I don't know. It becomes part of your soul, but uh, I don't think there's a, a soul to MP3 tool yet. But you're listening to episode 137, Tobias Lund, Svinlem on Instagram, TobiasLund.com. You can also find out more information about his uh, various musical projects, which we are showcasing here, which is really cool that all the music you hear in the background in today's episode is various bands that, you know, Tobias is a member of or creating you know, there was uh, actually more music than we were able to utilize, which is, uh, I don't know, in life it always is a, is, a, is a good problem to have. But he's got Carpus, K-A-R-P-I-S, Psych Prog, Sludge Punk. We got Coca-Cola 3, a little weirdo pop. And then we got uh, Anomina Alchemister Aurora, which is uh, Psych Jam Kraut Noise. Which is uh, maybe that psychedelic like German noise kraut? I don't know. And then uh, Totenpal, which is uh, abstract electronic, and then he's got a new one, uh, which is unreleased uh, techno. So uh, Nadvan Hugslava. So it's just awesome. I mean, I love it. Uh, three of the five you can catch on Spotify, which is uh, you know you definitely should be should be doing that anyway. We're big uh, big fans of that. They're not sponsors or pay for us to talk about them. So we will move on from that. You can all stream a lot of these music from uh, Bandcamp as well. So definitely uh, take an opportunity to do that. Support music wherever you can. Support the arts. 
Support the bias. Support 16-ounce canvas. Support on the polio. Just don't be a dick. That's kind of a you know good life rule. So we're going to get into the second half of this interview. I think it's really uh, it's a lot of fun. And you know, part of me would like to go to, obviously I want to go to Sweden just period, but I, I would love the opportunity to, we always say beers in 3D. I think it might just be, you know, go in the woods and, you know, get lost with Tobias. You know, that might be our beers and, you know, maybe, yeah, we'll just leave it at that, you know, do, do, do what we do and have some fun. But I just, uh, you know, making new music, trying to find new ways to be creative, you know, joys of parenthood. I don't know. Tobias is, he's a, he's good people and he's his uh, perception and way he looks at things in life is just, uh, you know, it, it's, it's good. That's really how, you know, sometimes we don't stop and, you know, you know smell the roses, so to speak, and, and enjoy life. And, you know, you always, you know, you always got to make some time. You got, don't take yourself so seriously. You know, you can sleep later. So as they say, can't just wait till I'm old. Can I live while I'm young? And who's to say young is relative? Oh, you yes, you're right. I just turned 41. So thank you for the happy birthday wishes this past Monday. So thank you for that. I was sick as a dog. So I am just recovering. You know, we recorded last week and I sounded kind of uh, shitty. But sometimes when you're sick, you get like a more, uh, I don't know, more. But you get a, a better radio voice or, you know, it gets a little raspier or sexy, you know. And uh, I don't know if last week was one of those. I, I felt like awful, and that just carried over. Um, and so instead of resting like you should, you know, taking medicine, you know, we uh, indulged and enjoyed ourselves for uh, for the birthday. You know, forty one, getting up there, folks. I'm proud. Forty one and proud, doing it up, and still rambling. But let's get back into it. Part two, Tobias Lund, episode one hundred and thirty seven. As we've been doing, we were letting you know that 137 is a prime number. So that means it's not divisible by anything other than one and itself. Dun, dun, dun. So without further ado, I'm going to stop talking. Here he is, Tobias Lund. Yeah. So are you, like, are you getting any sleep right now with the two-year-old? Like, what's your, I mean, you seem like somebody who just kind of can function at all hours of the night and so you probably work it to your advantage but how's the how's the sleep cycle going right now um i actually haven't slept as much as i as i do since my kid was born ever in my life i always used to sleep like four hours a night and then when we got a kid i think i just started getting a bit more tired so now i now i sleep like six hours a night oh wow so that, yeah it's, <laughs> for me it's yeah, it's for, totally fine. For me, yeah. yeah, that that was the reverse. Like I would, I'm a good sleeper. I can sleep when I need to, but it usually doesn't happen. When we had the kids, then I realized what I could get done on four hours of sleep. So I was just like, okay. So if I get more than like, if I get four to, more to four to six hours, like that's a huge deal. So yeah, I'm with you. I can get it, I yeah. can get, I can get a lot done with with little time. I don't know. They, it's it's uh, you can wait till I'm old to sleep. I'll be fine for now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how I always felt when I. I was been really restless and like trying to, you know, do something else. Sleeping always felt like wasting time to me. I tell you, that's a good way to put it. Actually, I've always tried to like verbalize that, especially to my wife, who says you don't get enough sleep. And I'm just like, well, I'd say like once a month or every other month, I'll sleep. Like I'll, I'll kind of pick up all the sleep I left and have like sleep in past like you know in the morning. But 
don't know. I just like to, I just like to get stuff done or try things that are creative and not have that like impede. Cause I know I can't do them a lot of times during the day. So it's just like a nice opportunity yeah. to kind of, uh, make mistakes and try some stuff. And we, we usually do all of our editing and, and work late at night. So when no one's awake, just cause there'll be no sound. Yeah, it's, it's nice to, it's nice to work at night as well. Like trying to try I try to do, I don't get as much of my, my, like my own art done nowadays since, you know, since I have a kid and I work all day. Uh, but it's still like, it's still in the night that stuff gets done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now you don't have a studio. So where, so how are you, where are you, you know, where are you working or how are you getting your kind of organizing all your stuff? Like what's, uh, where are you creating? Is it, is it a lot more, I know we talked about live and analog, but do you do a little more digital stuff now than you used to because it's, there, it doesn't take up as much space. Um, I, yeah, I spend most of my days at our office, but then, and it's, I think it kind of just, for, for if you see uh, my personal artwork, it's kind of just switched to smaller drawings and uh, stuff, you know, just like doing maybe small drawings and then finishing, finishing it up in the computer or, uh, uh, yeah, stuff like that. And uh, like not, I would love to paint more, like paint, oil paintings and stuff but that's not possible in a small apartment with a child <laughs> it's uh so but yeah i just kind of tried to get get more into water-based things like ink and watercolors so right now i'm i'm having a art show that's opening in next thursday that's just going to be like ink drawings pretty much well, where's that? What's where's that show? Where's that going to be? A place called the Brillo in Stockholm. Uh, just like a, a bar in Stockholm. Okay. And then, uh, and then I uh, have another show in January next year. Oh, great! Uh, have so you... Hopefully, for that one, I'm gonna do some. Try to do some like bigger stuff if I, if I have some space for it. Now, have you have you done shows before in the past? Is this a is this something that you're been kind of working towards? Um, some group, like some small group shows. Uh, I I had a I had a show at the same place I'm opening now. I had a show last year, or maybe the year before. That was kind of like art show and uh, release for a small scene. That that was like a kind of a psychedelic ABC poetry journey with drawings to it. Uh, it was fun to write. I don't write that much. I write lyrics for songs sometimes, but just like writing something for a small book was, was a new thing for me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I've, are you always, yeah, it feels like you're just kind of always uh, up for a, a new challenge and experiment, which is, is, uh, as an artist, it's kind of, uh, it's exciting. Cause you can, you can, you just see your, your willingness to explore. I mean, that's all the different styles of music you're playing. So I definitely, uh, it's, it seems like it's something that's part of, uh, your kind of, who yeah, you I, I don't, 
Yeah, and I don't like to say no to <laughs> things. Better to try is try it. Uh, worst case scenario is it sucks. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I, I say no because I'm I'm more afraid of the failing part. But I I, I really I respect that because you're or I'll do it in private and see if I like if I don't fuck it up and then I'll uh, do it publicly. But yeah, I, I I applaud that. And like I said, you're then you not only that you're doing it, but you're posting your adventures, you know, online, and so folks can can follow along and and judge without or and give their you know feedback from thousands of feet away. And again, folks, you should go to Svinlem on Instagram. Sorry, Tobias. And then TobiasLoon.com. Uh, you can see some more of his work there, some of his illustrations and, and graphic design pieces. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's always nice also to get to get pretty direct feedback, like maybe releasing a, self-releasing a tape instead of trying to release a proper record. You know, like just doing things fast uh i don't have the patience to like hang around too long with stuff it's, i just try to get it out and then i'm kind of done with it then i can do something else you release into the yeah into the ether and let it go now can your yeah where can folks find your music how can we find how can we listen to your music um yeah i guess you could find the find it on Spotify, if you have Spotify, there's a couple of bands there, and uh, then there's it's all over the place, like on Bandcamp and SoundCloud. But right, proper cool. records are on Spotify. Uh, maybe, maybe I can send you some links. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. yeah, we had yeah we had Carl and he sent me a bunch of brand new music too. So that's one of our favorite things is just to get turned on to get turned on to new music. Yeah, um, if, if you if you check Spotify, then uh, I'm gonna send you the links. But the one band called Carpis, K A R P I S. Okay. That is kind of like psychedelic prog punk sludge, <laughs> technical punk, <laughs> something I don't know. And the band called Coca Cola Three. That is me. That that's like my two main main bands, I guess. Okay. Then I do some solo stuff as well. Yeah, now you said before you're making some techno. What are you how what are you what are you working in to do that? What are the what are the tools for that? Um I'm working in Ableton Live. So that's that's what I got into when I lived in Berlin because yeah, I didn't have a rehearsal space to go to. Uh, and I made a lot of like electronic music before that, but then it was more noise and drones and like more abstract electronics. But yeah, it's nice to do some tech now. Yeah, I definitely, uh, I definitely find myself, uh, especially because it's when I'm trying to create instrumental stuff, is really, really, really nice like that. So I'm, uh, I'll, uh, I look forward to hearing some of that. We'll, we'll use that when we're creating maybe we should include it with the episode too we'll do that too but yeah so I can send you an unreleased solo techno album nice all right cool maybe maybe, maybe it's gonna see the light of day someday but there we go yeah no because that's what i yeah i think i was listening to an interview the other day and so they were just saying how with music now it's kind of gone back to the days of you know 
like record of the year is basically just like a single. So now artists and independents can collaborate and try to do some new stuff and you don't have to put out a full album. You don't have to be at a major label anymore. There's so many more ways to, to get new music out to people and you can hear, I think it's been, uh, I think it's definitely been pushing, uh, you know, pushing the boundaries a lot, which I love. Yeah. And you, and you can, you can try stuff out and, and also get feedback really quick. Just like, you know, pretty much start a new project and put it up and see, see how it flows and uh, yeah, see if it's something to continue with. And even that, you don't have to have, you know, I remember I, I managed a band and like studio time was, was ridiculously expensive. And now you can get a good, nice computer with a couple nice mics and you can, you know, do some, do a lot of the work at home. You know, especially yeah, you, <clears throat> yeah, you can get, get amazing, uh, like pretty much cheap or like free uh, recordings. Really, really good. Just recording on your phone is good enough for a demo. Like, yeah, and sometimes yeah, it gives that rough. I mean, yeah, especially phones now. They're probably they probably. I mean, they have more processing power than most studios had. You know, in the in the 60s and 70s, you know, and it's amazing to think, you know, what, what they were making. Yeah, I was listening to the whole thing about, like, the Beatles, and it was just, like, what they were able to do with all these effects that weren't really made yet. They just kind of, like, en engineered a whole bunch of things for the first time. It was really cool to hear. Yeah, uh, and, I, and I love to have both worlds, like, doing some stuff on old four-track recorders and some stuff purely digital, I used to run a small tape label for a couple of years with my friend. Uh, and, you know, it's nice also to like just put out stuff on 20 tapes or put stuff online the second you release it. And, you know, like no snobbery. <laughs> Both things are the same. Uh, but it's kind of nice to sometimes have a have a border between them so like this stuff is only available digital this stuff is only available on. i think it's kind of the same thing with beer wait i have to turn off music uh with beer as well yes you can be nerdy about it but it's really it's not that fun to be snobby about it uh and i i like the like um underground uh, punk vibe of just just like recording something onto a four track and just releasing like 50 tapes that you can only buy if you go to a show but i also like the thing to just do something and release it digitally all over the world uh so it's nice to have a good have a combination of it uh, you know use everything you can to do something yeah no i, I like I, I i never thought about that from the beer perspective like you have the limited beer that you only can get at the that one day but then they have the just as you know then you also have the one that you can get all over the world and so it has a kind of that you know yeah it's a good it's a good analogy uh people yeah. people go a little crazier probably for beer unfortunately sometimes it gets a little gets a little weird but uh but yeah, yeah. i definitely that's a nice way to put it. It gets a little weird because, yeah, people will get a little, little intense about stuff. Yeah, but it's it's fun to nerd out. But, you know, when, when it gets snobbish, it's, it's not fun anymore. 
Right. I think that's the key, the snobbish part. It's okay to get weird and try to collect stuff that you like. And, you know, for us, we do that. But it's always so that when we have folks over or we're having, it can enhance an experience. And so that's that's the port for us. If, if ever, I don't drink them by myself. So the idea of like hoarding them and I don't know, I don't even know what, yeah, I don't get some of the levels that's at. I just like to turn people on to new stuff and have a shared experience. And the beer is kind of the, the callus for that a lot of times. Yeah, and with beer, that's as well as with music. You know, some sometimes a beer, even if you don't like it, it can be a good experience. Uh, it can be just a weird experience or intense experience. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think yeah, especially a lot of these different beers and yeah, Omni makes. You know, they are they're definitely always pushing the boundaries of what is beer and what is you know and what 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 that entails. And so I think part of it is the idea of just trying that and seeing you know what do you like and new flavors and you know sometimes not knowing what you don't like is just as important too and it helps you you know it helps to yeah and they're always pushing the boundaries which is it's fitting yeah would you know like inspires you to try something else and uh, as, yeah i think yeah, i think i always uh, get back to music with like everything i talk about i think that's you know, it's it's always it's been the most important thing in my life. I think music, just it's it's my way, kind of my way to relate to everything else. It works. You no, know, it's it's never it's never it's never beer. It's never it's never bad to listen to to music that you don't usually like. Uh, sometimes you just feel that okay, I really don't like this, or then you otherwise you. You know, for what sometimes you, you kind of can, you know, maybe this is just a personal thing for me, but you, it's nice to put yourself in like a musical situation or something where you kind of feel that, like, I don't want to like this music. <laughs> I have, you know, <laughs> if you have like a prejudice or something about a musician or a musical genre or something, it's always nice to expose yourself to it and. Uh, try to see if you if you like it if you don't when you don't think about what it is if you like it like, yeah kind of yeah. a blind yeah like uh like blind uh, blind you know, tasting blind yeah <laughs> yeah i think like yeah blind yeah audio experience because you're right i think if it, you yeah. say oh this is band xyz then you're just like oh i don't yeah. like them but then if i put a track on and say hey have you heard this and don't tell you who it is you don't have that you know, you don't have that filter on array that you dislike it. And so, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I find myself that that's sometimes just let, letting the mixer, the, the algorithm recommend things. And I would be like, Oh, I don't like who, who, what song was that? And then you find out it's a band that you don't like a couple of their don't records. Like. Right. You don't like, but then you love this one song. And so you're just like, okay, maybe that. And at that moment you step back and go, well, maybe I don't really know what I like. I just know what songs I like. I mean, and... They 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 feel a bit guilty for like yeah guilty pleasure. And yeah. you can, and you can see also how that you know reflects on all parts of life. Everybody has weird prejudices and uh, you think that you like stuff and you don't like stuff. But I don't know if you <laughs> if you live in the moment, then it's then you can find uh, some nice gems. I agree. I think that it's a, yeah, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful perspective because I think, yeah, that 
we have preconceived ideas of who we should be, what we should do, what we should wear. And so if you just kind of be your, if you're free, which is hard to do, especially now. Um, but I think that, uh, you're finding ways to be out in the forest more than, more than some of us, my friend. <laughs> yeah. The forest is always free. Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Take some, uh, take some shrooms and, uh, Lose yourself a little bit. Yeah, it's always good. Yep. <laughs> yes. It's been a while, but they're uh, they have a the many positive memories in, in in that altered state. They're very welcoming. Yes, exactly. Um, uh, I get very emotional in a beautiful way, but uh, I'll have to come visit you, and we'll we'll explore. <laughs> You can, make, you can make some music. I'll just sit back and forth and, and take it all in. But, uh, yeah. So now that the, your dream job, you know, the, the brand continues to, I mean, they're a global brand already, but they continue to just explode. You know, every time I think they can't get bigger, it just seems like they're continuing to push the boundaries. You know, how, what, how busy are you? I mean, you must be super busy just with this graphic design and doing all the, the different work for Omni. Yeah. Uh, we have, yeah, me and Carl have so much, so much stuff to do. Uh, we're just like pumping out labels and uh, designs. Um, it's it's super fun. Sometimes it's you know a couple of months ago it was almost a bit too much, but now we're kind of reap like reaping uh, reaping it all uh, in when we get you know you have for for a couple of months you only like sending out PDFs several a day to printers and then then you don't see anything for a while. Now, when you start getting getting things back and you start to see how it turns out and and also you get like you have get to try the beers when they finally come out and it's nice. It comes in waves, but it's really intense. Yeah, especially yeah, because yeah, the fact yeah, you're planting seeds everywhere, right? Now you're just kind of seeing them, you know, going back to the forest, right? They're all they're all blooming, so yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's a good good analogy. So. Well, yeah, you, you yeah, you've made yeah, you've made like ten good analogies. So I, I was able to make one, so I think we're in this score. We're, yeah, we're, we're uh, I'll catch up to you eventually, but yeah, I, that's. I remember when I spoke to Carl, like the fact that you're just working with so many different printers and companies all around the world that have all these different standards so you're, you're just kind of constantly feeding that and so it's nice to like you said when you got to a point where you were feeling like you were just doing more or a lot more than normal it was getting overwhelming to, to have all these little things pop up all over the place that are just reinforce the, the what you what you know what the vision is and it's bigger than bigger than you right yeah um and yeah as you said we I mean, there's so many different contacts. Uh, feels like you know everything is kind of made to. There's there's not any standard solutions to stuff. Uh, there's always uh, like a better way to do it. Uh, and it's yeah, it's it's really fun to work with Carl. Like we we work really good together and close. So. It's your dream job, man. Yeah, we, yeah, and we, yeah, we try to, you know, try to make it into what you want to do. Like, if there's something you want to try out, then we have a lot of possibility to try it out because 
there's a lot of stuff going on all the time. Uh, so yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's good, and they're they're the brand to me, time and time again. That I feel pushes the boundaries and is just willing to to take chances. I mean, to, just to see what it went from, you know, just the two of them to, to where it's grown today. You know, and it's done on on their terms, and you know, it's part of you know, and you being a part of that is part of the vision. You know, I don't think that anybody could have you know could just join that team you know i think there has to be a shared you know kind of wavelength or vibe and bring and you bring your own creativity which i think just kind of uh, magnifies you know the the brand like you are your love of your job and you know how you speak of that is really kind of uh embodies what they're trying to do which i think is is really important oh thank you no, thank you. I, yeah, I just, that's yeah, that's how I look at things. I think that there's right, like you said, you have all these experiences, all these journeys, and then it brought you back home to work at your dream job at this new chapter in your your life, which is really exciting. And so, you know, you're somebody that you have to believe in what you're doing. And so, I think that like you found each other in a way. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it feels something is coming together. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Excellent. Now, well, this, this last question, will uh, I'm excited. We already kind of talked about music the whole time, and I think I know, know the answer. But when you're creating, are you just you're always listening to music, right? I mean, I, I'm more sure I ask this question: When aren't you listening to music, right? Probably now. You're like, I have to talk to this guy. But are you always are you listening uh, to music in the studio when you're creating? Like, you, is that does that help your process? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so me and Carl, we share a room at the office. Uh, and we always always listen to music. Uh, I think, and at home I I listen to music all the time. At, on my way to and from work, and uh, when I go to the gym, then I just listen to podcasts. That's like my my time to yeah, not listen to music or think about other stuff. Just like listening to weird podcasts. There you go. So, yeah, pretty much all the time. Okay. So introduce us or introduce our audience. It's really me, but I'll just say my audience, like, you know, but um, to some to some new music. Well, what should we be listening to? Obviously, we have you know, your bands. We have, uh, you know, Carpus and uh, Coca-Cola 3 and then some of your techno stuff. But what other, what are some good, um, you, you know, bands or musicians that we should be, you know, checking out? Um. <clears throat> Well, for the, I've been listening a lot to uh, uh, the Kust and uh, Palm Woman too for uh, for a while. It's really good, like I don't know, acid acid techno, uh, and uh, also. I haven't, I haven't actually haven't listened to it for a couple of weeks, but I really like the new Tool album. I've been waiting for many years, as everybody who likes Tool. <laughs> uh, um, and oh, what else? I re I listen to a lot of uh, Ralph Lundsten, like Swedish. Uh, New Age, I guess, like, like kind of symphonic New Age, really dreamy and purple and pink, cloudy, 
trippy 80s new age all right well yeah you'll definitely uh, send me some links that that sounded pretty good to me a little yeah a little little leela yeah perfect i definitely uh i think that was and the new light and the new lightning bolt album is really good lightning bolt okay yeah this is my favorite i mean all the other stuff we talked about is important but this is always my favorite i'm just like oh so like you said there's just so much new music and or even better, new to me music. Like it's not. I, I like that. I found a band that's been around for forever, and I never heard of them. And so it's just like you just get to dive into to all their records and kind of uh, get lost. Yeah. 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 Definitely. And uh, if there's something that you haven't listened to that is old, then you usually have a lot of stuff to catch up to. Yeah. It's like, yeah right because it's like when you find like a series or something you like, and then there's only you watch all the one episodes, but when it's an older band, you can go back and there's usually, you know, a few records and you yeah. can kind of hours that you get to, when, to have. When, when you find like the wire or something and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm going to stay in for a summer. <laughs> yeah. It's so great. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. I've, I like, that's usually how good stories start. I really was like a period of time. I, mean, I remember I first got into Pink Floyd. I was super late on yeah. that one and I didn't realize how much I already knew of them, but, I, I listened to there in, in like a week. I listened to like every, it was it was harder then too. I couldn't even stream it. Like somebody had to borrow all their records, and I listened to them from start to finish in like a week, and it was wonderful. Yeah, I, I was super late into Pink Floyd as well. I was always thought about them as uh, you know just a boring old man's band or something. <laughs> but then I listened then I listened to them in the right state of mind, and then, you know everything's all the pieces just came together. Yeah. It was a guy at the office, like my, you know, in my nine to five, like corporate. And he, I was like, why does this guy have all these, all the Pink Floyd CDs in his office? And I would go in there like a couple of times a week for things. And I was just kind of like, finally, I was like, what is this? Like, what's, why do you have all these CDs here? He's like, what do you mean? This is Pink Floyd. And I was like, all right, let's do it. And I get the first one. And I was like, okay. And I would just keep coming back like a, you know, like a gerbil tapping on the bar. I was like, give me some more. Give me some more. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a good run. Yeah. Well, Tobias, I I want to thank you again for for making the time. I really enjoyed uh, speaking with you and kind of uh, sharing a moment. I'm hoping that uh, that we get to through beer, we get to meet at some point in the future and uh, have a few or just share share some experience. Yeah, if you're ever in Stockholm. Yeah, when you come to Connecticut or even if you come to New York, just give a heads up. I can always it's just a train right away. It's not uh it's not too yeah. far. So I'm more than happy to to show you around and uh take you out. Yeah. That was fun talking to you. What's I'll that? send you some uh yeah, send some, me some music. musical links. Yes. All right, my friend. Uh I thank you. We'll probably go live with this in a couple of weeks and so I'll 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 follow up before that. But I just wanted to again, yeah, thank you for, for making the time to be a part of the project. It means a lot to me. Oh, cool. Take care. All right. Cheers, my friend. Go back to make, go make some more music. Later. Thanks. Bye. Bye. And there you have it, folks. Episode 137. Prime number. Tobias Lund. 16-ounce canvas, checking in from Stockholm, Sweden. It's a great episode. What I love about it... What I love about it is the love of music. 
That's kind of his uh, the fuel that that keeps him going, his driving force to to create music, to enjoy music. And I, I was surprised that uh, you know he makes some time. Obviously, we know he's a huge fan of the sixteen ounce canvas, but you know makes time for for podcasts and what have you. So he's an interesting soul, and it really uh, was a good opportunity to get a little snapshot of that and share it with you. Uh, I know that what you know the expansion and growth of Omni, you know, he's playing a big part of that. You know, we have uh, nothing but uh, love and respect for for the crew there. We're uh, we're big fans of the beer. We're big fans of the the art, the creation, the hustle, and just uh, really kind of doing it. Uh, you know, doing it in a unique way on their own terms, which um, you know we just have a huge admiration for those who you know take that road less traveled. You know, as they say, it makes all the difference. It's uh, you know, it's where you go. So. As we said before, we're listening all the music we've heard throughout the evening, throughout the day, throughout the night, depending on whenever you're, you're joining us, is uh, all, all Tobias, a uh, few of his, uh, his different bands and his different projects. So we thought what a great opportunity to, to, to showcase his work, get it out there for you, and make sure you, uh, make sure you check it out when you, when you can. TobiasLoon.com, Svin Lem on Instagram, we're the 16-ounce canvas. For those in the local Connecticut area, remember we have our upcoming art show December 14th. We'll be kicking off the Art of Craft Beer Connecticut edition at Three Sheets in New Haven, Connecticut. And we could not be more excited about that. You can go to theartofcraftbeer.com, but we can also just give you a super high level rundown. We've got uh, our good friend Craig Gilbert with New England Brewing Company, Josh Parent for Counterweight, we have Lisa Cetera, who's done work for Stony Creek. She is Miss Heron. She is kind of the driving force behind that whole entire brand, uh, in my opinion. She's done some work with Voracious Brewing, who are wonderful people. Nathan Sturdvan for Hog River Brewing, doing his beautiful paintings and bringing them to life. He is just a great, kind soul who I cannot wait to uh, meet in person. Mr. Dan Hamilton, a.k.a. Dan Warning, who does work for Bearded Brewing, as well as Kent Falls Brewing. We've got Stephen Raboyne, who's doing... Does does do da di creates for Hanging Hills Brewing, Labyrinth Brewing, as well as Firefly Hollow, all here in Connecticut. Maggie Gagliardi, who I bother on a regular basis and ask for advice on Illustrator and other things. She does work for Front Porch Brewing, Collective Arts Brewing, and Bad Dream and Sunview Brewing. Those are two separate. Bad Dream is one, and Sunview is another. Jessica Batista for Thimble Island. We've got JF6 Above Studios, who's responsible for the logo and branding, uh, the original for Charter Oak Brewing. We've got Andrew Mullen, who's located right here in Connecticut. He's done work with the Alchemists as well as Foam Brewers, and he's just an all-around good dude. And then last but certainly not least, Chris Edwards of Hoax Brewing. He's also one of the many familiar faces you'll see when you join uh, join the crew up at Three Sheets. He's uh, occasionally behind the bar. And we might have another special guest. We don't know. We're uh, we're working the course. But um, theartofcraftbeer.com will redirect you to the Facebook event. We'll uh, continually update you on uh, who who's going to be there. And it's just going to be a lot of fun. Yours truly is actually working on something that he'll, uh, if he gets to the cajones too, that will uh, we'll get printed up and maybe uh, make a couple prints of it. But remember... If you want to support, 16ozcanvas.com is the website. Go to the store. We have some of those Dune Hager original glasses available. We'll bring those to the art show. We'll have some announcements for 2020. 
We're going to have some announcements for season 13. We're just going to keep, we're just going to do announcements, announcements, announcements. We're obviously the holidays coming up. We're going to take some time off. We'll probably take some time off around Christmas through New Year's, come back around 2020 stronger than ever. But we've got a few more weeks left, so don't go anywhere. Tell a friend, share, retweet, like, paste it on your uh, refrigerator, email it, text it. I don't know what else you can do. Fax machine, uh, web TV, Apple Play, I don't know. Google, iTunes, Spotify, if you're on those, leave a review, click a lot of stars, tell friends. But until next week, we thank you. And as it gets to that time of year, you know, holidays and what have you, Thanksgiving's coming up. I mean it from the bottom of my heart, the top of it, the sides of it. I really I appreciate you. Whoever you are out there, know that if you've put up with this 109 minutes of of, of this episode and you're still sitting strong, you know, I, I really appreciate you for, for doing that. I really appreciate you for, for checking out what we're doing to be a part of it. That is your role in this this experiment, this experience, this project. And uh, it, it means a lot to me. So I don't know why you're here or where you're from, but thank you. Don't hesitate to reach out, aj16ozcanvas.com. Tell me who you are. I would love to hear it. Love to hear from you. So don't be a stranger. Until next week, see you later. Goodbye. Adios. I should have figured out what the Swedish word for goodbye was. All right, we'll work on that. Until next week.